0: Hey guys, this is Alana. This is Haley. And this is Let Us Stray.
1: Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about the Tristan Bailey murder. Um, so this happened back in 2021 in may of 2021 but the trial just happened like i think three weeks ago Mm -hmm, it's recent um hold on i can tell you that right here somewhere um i have the date but it just happened and so he was just convicted of her murder um and so because they were minors like a lot of it's not um like out in the public Mm -hmm. until the trial happens so it's we're gonna do like two parts because I got in a little too deep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been way over my head. Yeah, uh, I re- I was too far in to stop doing yeah. the research. Mm-hmm. So we're just. I gonna didn't roll realize in. that they were like thirteen and fourteen when it happened. Yeah. I thought they were like seniors in high school for some reason. But I haven't kept up with this one. Yeah, they like were I young. Usually keep up with stuff.
1: It was, it, they were really young for, like, this kind of thing. I don't yeah, know. The, yeah. the lives they were living, they were very young for yeah. what they were doing. Um, so, Tristan Bailey, um, she was 13 years old. And she was murdered by her 14-year-old classmate and friend, Aiden Fucci, is how you say his last name? Yeah. Um, <laughs> on May 8th of 2021. Um, or actually, I guess it was May 9th, because it was like that morning. Mm-hmm. But during the night, sometime. Mm-hmm. So um, first of all, like the I had a hard time figuring out like who she was. It, it was all like about him, right? So I did research on her because, be I mean, honest with you, I don't really care about him. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Right. So um, she was born on January eighteenth of two thousand and eight, which is wild. That makes me feel very <laughs> old. <It's> very old. <laughs> Also, she was one of five children. Aww. So, she had a younger sibling, I know for sure, and I know mm-hmm. she had several older, like much older, like adult siblings. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and so, her parents' names were Stacy and Forrest Bailey, and they lived in Durban Crossing in St. Johns County, Florida. Okay. So, this is apparently like northeast Florida, okay. I think. Um and she attended Patriot Oaks Academy, which I think is must be kind of like a private school. Sounds um, like it. Because later on, they talk about how, like, Aiden's family used a cousin's address so that he'd go to school there. Okay. So, it must be, it's either a private school
0: or kind of like. Maybe like a city school. Like Yeah. We, our town is not big enough to have this. But right. like, if you live in a bigger town, you'll have, like, the county schools mm-hmm. and then, like, the city school yeah. so it's still like a public school but it's i don't know it's a little it's like different zoned differently yeah yeah i know
1: a lot of people around here okay well i don't know if a lot of people do it but i know i have heard of people here getting like land in Glasgow county to send their kids to like gibson yeah so or Glasgow county high school so mm-hmm. like i don't know if it's a situation like that or, yeah it sounds
0: like it yeah
1: so the academy part kind of makes me think it's maybe like a private school
0: yeah um usually but, academy is yeah. school. But I know there's a school in St. Simons because we play them in softball and there's an academy, something academy, mm-hmm. and it's, what I was talking about, it's like, it's a public school, but it's a city school. Okay. So, yeah. it, I don't know, it's weird. So,
1: it may be like that because this area seems to be, like, it'll make more sense later, but it okay. seems to be kind of like a big area. Gotcha. Like a big, ta- not big town, like it's a small town, mm-hmm. like with these, like, suburbs, but it's yeah. a big area. Gotcha. Okay. Um... And so, they were in 7th grade.
0: That is crazy. Yeah. 7th grade. I mean, it's sad no matter how old they are, but knowing that they were in middle school yeah, is insane. Not even like 8th
1: grade. Like, about to go to high school. Yeah. Literally 7th grade. grade. And she was also a member of the school's cheerleading team as well as, I guess, she was on like, so it kind of sounded like she was on a competition cheerleading team. Which
0: is pretty normal. I feel yeah. like a lot of girls who do cheer, they cheer for the school, but they also yeah. do, like, what is it here, Hayden's? I think we have, like, a Hayden's or, yeah, like, competition, yeah. Yeah,
1: there's, like, several. And I think, so, one thing said that she was on several, like, other, like, multiple competition teams. Okay. Which I guess she could have been. Yeah. Um. But it also says she was friends with people from multiple cheerleading. So that, I don't know. Yeah. I know she was friends with people that were on other cheerleading. Gotcha. Competition cheerleading. Teams. Yeah. So maybe that's what it meant. But mm-hmm. anyway, she did competition cheerleading.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So her friends and her family said that... Uh, Tristan always made a presence, her presence well-known, and that's why she shined shined so bright and cheer and rounded up some of the best friends that a girl could hope for. Um, Tristan's thoughtfulness and her caring made her a light to everybody around her, her father Forrest told the St. Augustine Record. Mm -hmm. Um, and then her mother Mm -hmm. said that Tristan cared deeply for her friends and wanted to have as many friends as she could. Um... And she said for now I will follow Tristan follow what Tristan always said, um, which was get it together, you got this mom. Always and forever my cheerleader and my sweet baby girl. That is so sad. Yeah. That like makes me mm-hmm. cry. really sad. Um, so this little girl, she was really cute mm-hmm. and we'll we'll post pictures mm-hmm. of her. Um but so, because of, like, phone records and they had, like, surveillance video footage mm-hmm. off of, like, several buildings, um, they have, like, a really good timeline of, like... When it happened? Yeah. Like, the whole night. Okay. Um, That's good. They're just missing, like, the actual murder pieces. Right.
0: I'm so glad that we live in an age where that stuff is easily accessible. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a lot harder for people to get away with stuff oh, now yeah. than, like, back in, like, the 1920s and you could literally kill somebody yeah. and get away with it like there were no cameras yeah nothing. there was nothing um
1: and so like now everybody carries a cell phone so like mm-hmm. it tracks her where they go and like mm-hmm. also snapchat's a big thing in this case and like kids, oh that's
0: like the delphi yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: and so like kids use snapchat I'll uh, just to be honest with you very recklessly
0: they do. <laughs> the I have learned time, that from being a teacher. like yeah. How reckless they are with Snapchat. It makes me nervous. Yeah. I'm not even a parent yet, and I'm like the location
1: oh. thing is wild to me. But mm-hmm. of course, she had her location on, and so this didn't like help. They it helped them like know that something was wrong, right? Because she normally had it on, but like mm-hmm. it didn't help them find her. Yeah. Um. So on Sunday, May 9th, which was Mother's Day. Oh gosh, that's awful. Yeah. At 6.06 06 p.m., the St. John's County Sheriff's Office got a call from a resident of Durban Crossing, which is like the area. It's like a suburb mm-hmm. they lived in, um, who had been out for a run. And it later kind of explains... We'll learn his name. Um, but it explains he went for a run, and then I guess they sent out like a missing child alert. Right. And so the person went and, like, searched around his, where he was. Okay. And so, he had been out for a run, and then he, like, happened upon her. Oh, that's um awesome. Yeah, so he came across the body of a young girl near a retention pond near the woods. And so, he called 911. Mm-hmm. They came out, and the autopsy would reveal that the girl had been stabbed 114 times. Which
0: is crazy, yeah. To me, I don't understand how that happens. Yeah, I don't understand how a person has, especially a young person, mm. has that much rage to stab someone. Like, that many my times. mind can't even fathom that. Yeah, I have a hard time even imagining like stabbing someone. Yeah, like, even I tell my husband this all the time. Like, if I'm home by myself or something, I'm, like, if, like, a knife was the first thing I could grab, I would, I feel, probably Mm. not in the moment, but, like, just thinking about it right now, I feel like I would have trouble stabbing someone. Yeah. That's very personal. Like, that takes a lot of, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but.
1: Even, like, I know, um, I think it was, um. I don't know how to say her name. She meant I want to be called out. But <laughs> I have a friend that's a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. And she, I think it was her that told me that, like, you know, when you give somebody a shot, like, mm-hmm. in the arm or something, you can, like, yeah. get their bone on accident. She says it's the most freaky thing ever. Yeah. So, like, could you imagine, like, stabbing? That's a, like, I can't. Ma- yeah. And I
0: even, I told my husband, and he's like, no, like, you can't think that way. But I'm like, even if someone was, like, attacking me, I feel like I would almost hesitate. Be like, yeah, oh, I don't want like, to do this. Yeah. This is weird. So, I can't, like, my mind can't even fathom stabbing someone multiple times and then let alone uh, over a hundred times yeah like that is yeah. insane to me
1: and that takes a lot like that is gonna sound dumb but that takes a lot of like you get tired like that takes a I lot would, of, yeah um, i would energy. say
0: yeah i would say that's like rigorous physically yeah i would think i would think so too it,
1: oh it's just awful yeah and so, she had only been dead, like, or she had been dead less than 24 hours mm-hmm. from, like, when they found her. Yeah. So, at that, that same day, there was a missing child alert that had gone out at 4.51 p.m. for 13-year-old Tristan. Um, and so, they, this alert wasn't, like, an Amber Alert. So, like, an Amber Alert is when somebody is, like, kidnapped yeah, or whatever. Right. Um, this was more like, she didn't...
0: Like she wasn't kidnapped, but it's like it like a missing alert. Yeah,
1: it was like she's missing, but like she didn't get taken. She right, went she just somewhere. hasn't
0: been seen. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So, basically, this is like the timeline that the police kind of put together of the night or the weekend that this happened. Okay. So on Friday night, Tristan was seen with some of her classmates at a food truck event that was being held in the area. Mm-hmm. So according to her mom, Stacy. Um. A friend's parents drove them to the event and then picked them up afterwards. Yeah. So, evidently, she was, like, somewhere kind of, like, not with the rest of her family this mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. And so, on Saturday, May 8th, um, at 1051, Tristan sent a text message. She she sent the text mm-hmm. message uh, to a 407 area code phone number. And this was the last time that, like, she used her phone, like, to okay. do anything. And they don't know who the number is that she text? yeah they never so they may know but they never released okay. who the text was to or if like she knew the person gotcha. maybe like somebody yeah I don't know it wasn't anybody involved in the okay case though apparently um so that was on May eighth and so that night at eleven forty five the rest of the Bailey family got back home from visiting the older daughter like one of the older adult daughters yeah. somewhere else gotcha. I guess at her house yeah and so I guess because Tristan had been like with her friends that weekend like she did not go with them she okay. was just home by herself yeah which is not uncommon for a 13 no
0: no it's not I was about to say I feel like that's around the age that my parents they didn't leave me by myself overnight at that age no. but like there would be like A couple hours here Mm -hmm. and there, if they had to go do something, I feel like that's definitely not out of the ordinary for a thirteen year old to be home by themselves.
1: And this area was not like a, I wouldn't say like a town, like a city, like we live in our town. Mm -hmm. It was like a suburb with these, like, parks kind of in the. I don't really know how to explain it. Like, there's some there's some areas of Augusta that are kind of like this. I
0: I think of Grovetown. Like that's yeah, what's coming to my like mind that. when you're talking is like uh, an area like Grovetown. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
1: Um, and so about midnight, Tristan's sister, SB. I don't know her real name. That's what the article. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old she is. That may be why they refer to her this way. Yeah. Um, but she says she saw Tristan t- talking to a white male wearing a backwards baseball cap on a video chat, which I assume was a Snapchat, yeah. Um, in their garage, so I guess she like sent a video. I don't, yeah. Know. So the family is home at mm-hmm. this
0: point, yeah. And the sister sees her talking on the yeah. phone, too. Okay, so
1: evidently they all like came home, Tristan was in the house.
0: So, and everybody's like, home, and then she's just like doing her own thing. Yeah. Like, that's totally normal. Okay. And so,
1: like, I guess the rest of the family was like, all right, we're going to bed. Yeah. You know, do whatever. Yeah. It's a Saturday night.
0: And she's 13. It's like yeah. cool to stay up till exactly. however long you can when you're 13. So, she's
1: like in the garage talking to some guy, and they, a lot of kids, like, walked everywhere. This was not abnormal. So, right. like, he, like, walked up, and um, they. Saw or she was wearing what Tristan's sister believed to be a white cheer shirt and dark shorts. Okay, that's what she saw. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't know who the boy is or what the conversation was. Mm-hmm. The boy was not Aiden. They don't know. Okay, who he was, but um, anyway. So, at 1225, according to the cell phone records, Tristan gets a call. Like, she gets a call. She mm-hmm. doesn't make a call. Mm-hmm. She gets a call from the phone number that they later figure out is Aiden. Okay. Um, I don't know if she answers it. Like, it doesn't explain that because it said that that's the last time she used her phone. So, I would assume that she answered it,
0: but if they never said it. Yeah. Yeah. Hard so
1: think. I don't really know if she answered or not, but it was him that yeah, called. her.
0: But he was like making contact with her, yeah. or at least attempting to. Right.
1: So, at, I'm, not, I'm just laughing at this kid's name. So at twelve thirty, Dolphus. Oh, okay. His middle name is Trey Absher the third. Okay. Um. Says Tristan arrived at his house. So we're gonna call him Trey from here on out. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Trey says that Tristan and Aiden also left his house together
0: at 1 a.m. Okay. So, Tristan and Aiden went to Trey's house. Mm-hmm. They showed up separately, but they left together. And they basically. left together. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so, they had hung out with him for a while that night. So, they left. I guess it was like 30 minutes later. Because they left his house at 1 in the morning.
0: Does it say if it's, like, common for those kids to be, like, visiting each other at Mm -hmm. that hour? It is? Yeah. Like, they were all friends. Like, they all knew each other. Um, And I guess if you live close enough, like, it's not a big deal. It's hard for me to imagine because we live in a place where, like, if you're not in your house at 1 a.m., your parents (laughs) are like, um, where are you at? Because, like, we can't just walk. Well, me and you can walk to each other's house. But, like, when I was growing up, like, I even lived in a neighborhood, but I still didn't live close enough to any. Me and my right. friends just be, like, walking up and down the road at 1 no. a.m. But and I guess there are areas where that's normal.
1: When I say this is normal, it was normal for them to them to for hang out them. together. Yeah. But it was not totally normal for them to be out, I don't think, at this hour because yeah. she had evidently snuck out. Okay. I was about to say, later. like,
0: also, I mean, yeah. 13. I mean, I feel like there were times where I would, like, do things that yeah. my parents probably wouldn't
1: approve of. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and this, like, for the most part, as far as I can tell, seemed fairly harmless I yeah. mean there's some drugs involved but I don't know yeah. like yeah so basically later on Trey's dad is interviewed with Trey because he's mm-hmm. a minor um and he says that Tristan he doesn't he's never met the dad's never met Tristan but mm-hmm. the dad definitely knew Aiden so I don't know if maybe like
0: Tristan just was a girl from school and like you know right yeah so, I mean that happens like even in our town, I think of like we have the public school and the private school. Yeah. And like I had friends that went to the private school and if I went to events with them, I didn't necessarily know other people that were there. Right. But you're just like you like meet people through the friends that you exactly. have so that's kinda of what it sounds like. Yeah.
1: So um they leave at one AM and then all right, at one twenty four in the morning, there's a surveillance camera on the Durban Crossing North Admin- Amenity Center. Okay. Um, that shows two subjects walking past the main entrance, but like on the sidewalk. Okay. Like out in front of it.
0: So they're still walking around. Is this like close
1: to their house? Yeah. So okay. they are basically on the way home. And so, what this amenity center, like I, I Googled what this was. Yeah. And it basically is like if you've ever been to Florida and you know what the welcome center looks like, mm-hmm. right? It kind of looks like a building like that. Okay. Um, but it has. It's obviously not a welcome center, but the building's kind of like that. Yeah. And it has, like, public restrooms and stuff inside. Okay. And then it's got, like, tennis courts. I think there's, like, a pool-looking okay. thing. Okay. It it's almost like sounds a wreck like center. for their
0: neighborhood. Yeah. You know, like, okay. It's
1: like a rec center for their neighborhood. Okay. It's kind of in the center of everything, as gotcha. far as I can tell. Okay. Um, so, basically, um, they see them on the security camera walking. Um, they can't really, like, make out who it is, but, mm-hmm. like, later they know. So, at 1.45, there's footage from a neighborhood resident security camera that shows the same two people walking east on the sidewalk of Saddlestone Drive towards a pond. Um, So, one of the people in the video appeared to have a light-colored hooded sweatshirt and a pair of white Nike shoes. And so, the second person was significantly shorter and had a light-colored shirt and black shoes. Okay. But it doesn't say, like, what kind of pants are Yeah. Um, and so, that's all they see for a little while. And then, at 327, the same camera gets a person walking away from the pond wearing a light-colored sweatshirt with a hood and carrying a pair of white Nike shoes.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah. So... They see all this, and I guess they can't, like, make out who it is in
0: the media. Yeah, in the video. I'm assuming it's probably, like, really grainy. And yeah, because like, it's Also, at anything at night is hard. Like, even the security cameras on our house, it's yeah. hard to see, even if it's right there.
1: Yeah, stuff looks, like, different colors mm-hmm. than it's supposed to be, and, yeah.
0: We so, know that firsthand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From the ordeal we've had this week. <laughs>
1: yes. Um... And so, actually, that kind of, like, so the, the color black shows up white on um, security cameras, mm-hmm. just for reference, mm-hmm. um, or night vision security yeah. cameras. In case, that's we figured it. that out a few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, at 9.40 on that Sunday morning, so all this happened on Saturday night. Yes. And so, at 9.40 a.m. that Sunday morning, which is Mother's Day, Tristan's siblings come to wake up wake her up because they had made breakfast for their mom. Oh, no. And she's not there. So, yeah, everybody panics. They look for mm-hmm. her in the house and in, like, the immediate area, like, yeah. around their house. And then Forrest Bailey, Tristan's dad, searches the area north of the amenity center. So, evidently, they live very close to it. Right, yeah. Um, but he didn't find her. So, after, like, 20 minutes of searching, Tristan's mother calls 911. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like distraught on the call. Um, there's like a video of the call, but no one calls. Freak me out. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, I can only imagine how that goes.
1: Yeah. So she told them that her 13 year old daughter was missing. She describes Tristan to the dispatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she says that she was last seen by her sister around midnight. Um, but that she was supposed to be sleeping in her room.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: like she is so, snuck yeah, out.
0: Yeah, they, they <clears throat> or at least you know they just didn't know where she was like because that was always the thing with my parents especially like once I started driving I wouldn't say my parents were super strict they definitely had expectations Mm -hmm. but it was one of those things where like if you're gonna go somewhere like tell us where you're going yeah so that we're aware so like you could have even been that like she wasn't like trying to sneak out but she was just like oh it's fine I'm like walking around you know like she could have been totally innocent when you're 13 years old I feel like you're not scared of things the way we think about them no. as an adult you know no, like you're just like oh i'm just not. walking around down the street like this like is fine. nothing's gonna happen yeah man. it's
1: fine um and so tr- she also tells the like dispatchers that tristan has never snuck out of the house before that they know mm-hmm. of which yeah i mean could or could not be yeah. yeah um and so her cell phone was not in her room but when they called it, it goes straight to voicemail The locations for Snapchat and the Life360 app had also been, like, they had, she had stopped sharing them. I don't know Mm -hmm. if, like, she did it or someone else. Or I I
0: also think that, like, if your phone is off, it will say, like, no longer sharing location. Or it'll say, like, updated, like, 30 minutes Mm -hmm. ago or whatever. I think it does that if your phone is off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Stacy told the dispatcher that Tristan had recently started hanging out with some new friends from three other cheerleading squads, mm-hmm. and that Tristan had not seemed upset before going to bed, but that she had been kind of like withdrawn recently, and that mm-hmm. she did spend a lot of time alone in her room. Mm-hmm. Um, But she never said anything about wanting to, like, leave or, like, hurt herself or anything like that. And, again,
0: that's not really, I don't feel like, from my personal experience, I don't feel like that's abnormal. No. Because I definitely remember being, like, 8th, ninth, maybe even into 10th grade. Yeah. Just being, like. I just feel like that's when you're kind of, like, learning who you are. You like yeah. you get to that age where you like your privacy a little yeah. bit. It's not even, like, anything to be concerned about. But it's just, like, you don't want to be, like... Yeah, you're just, like... With your family all the time. Yeah. You want your private time. Like, I feel like that's about the normal age for that yeah. to start happening. Definitely.
1: Um. And so... At, so, the, this all happens, like, around 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um. And so... I don't know why there's such a big time gap, but at 2:23, Deputy Kurt Hannon, um with the Sheriff's Office, op- the St. John Sheriff's Office mm-hmm. orders a ping order, which is like basically to locate her cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess you have to go through like the carrier um which in this case was AT&T. Yeah. To hopefully like she would be near her phone, mm-hmm. you would think. Um so, at 254, Deputy Robert Maloney, there's, a, like, a lot of deputies. Mm-hmm. Some of them have, like, random last names. I'm just going to call out random deputies' last names because okay. there's so many of them. Okay. Um, so, their names don't totally matter, but... Yeah. Anyway, Deputy Robert Maloney and Deputy Liam Stack interviewed Trey, who was the, guy, the kid that... They, they were at his house yeah. and they
0: left together. Okay. Right.
1: So, Trey stated that when Tristan came to his house, she snuck around the side of the house to avoid being caught on their security camera. So, evidently, he had told her, like, hey, go this way because, like, my family has security cameras on this side of her house. Okay. So, she didn't want to be, like, caught. Gotcha. Um, I guess by his parents. Yeah. But um, she Trey also says that Tristan and Aiden left the house together at the same time and that Tristan was wearing... A black and gray pink brand, like the Victoria's Secret brand, Mm -hmm. uh, T-shirt and black sweatpants. And the pink T-shirt or whatever Mm -hmm. had, like, literally pink written in black letter across the front of it. Yeah,
0: I can literally see the shirt that you're describing. I probably had it. We've all had one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We've all had one.
1: So, Deputy Maloney went to interview um, Aiden... Fiji at his house in Castledale Court, which I guess is like another neighborhood type yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Um, so Fiji showed Officer Maloney where him and Tristan went when they left Trey's house. And so Aiden said that they walked to the North Durban Parkway, um, like on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and said that he turned, that then she turned. He turned onto, yeah, she turned onto Cloysterbane Clo- Drive, I guess that's how oh you goodness. say that. That's for the road names. There's a lot of road names. <laughs> and I guess if you Google map it, it probably would make more sense. But yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't be
0: doing all that. So. <laughs> um,
1: but she turned that way to go home. So I guess she had to walk down that. So it's like they street. go their
0: separate ways. Yeah.
1: Right. And so he turns and starts walking home on North the North Durban Parkway. Mm-hmm. But he got home at 3 30 in the morning. Um, but he left Trey's house at one AM. So what is he saying that he
0: did with yeah. that time
1: gap? So, the deputy's, like, really confused because he's like, it took you two hours to walk from Trey's house to your home. Mm-hmm. It's a 28-minute walk. So, I, did, I didn't Google map this. The article I got this from Google mapped it. It's, mm-hmm. like, 1.4 miles. It's not that far. No.
0: It's not going to take you two hours.
1: Yeah. So, then, of course, Aiden is like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, i got to change my story. Uh-oh. <laughs> he tells Deputy Maloney that, actually, he and Tristan continued walking down North Durban Parkway together... And they got into an altercation after Tristan grabbed Aiden inappropriately. Okay. Which is doubtful, but okay. Yeah, there's no way to see if that's true. But. Yeah. So, Aiden said that he pushed Tristan to the ground and that she hit her head. And... That this altercation happened on the 600 block of the North Durban Parkway, just north of Leith Hall Drive. So, like, he told
0: them where they were at. Yeah. And um, did his locations that he's telling them line up with like the camera footage they got? Yeah. Okay. Like
1: Yeah. So they were seen like okay. walking in this area. So it yeah. was like. So he's at least
0: being honest about where they were. Yeah.
1: So this is where it takes like a like a nose Um, he said that he wasn't sure if Tristan got up because he was a little dizzy because he had smoked some weed. Okay. At Trey's house earlier. Okay. Um, he said that he then walked around alone for a
0: while. But he didn't think to check and see if she got up. She's like a 13-year-old girl out and, you know, walking on a road. Yeah, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I don't know if this even, like, yeah. I don't even know if this even happened. Right. Like, at all.
0: Well, seeing as how already changed the story, probably didn't. But. Yeah, that's
1: kind of what I'm thinking. So, Aiden also told the detective that Tristan probably was with a 20-year-old drug dealer that she communicated regularly through Snapchat. Or that she could be on the path by the North Amenity Center, which was known for teenage drug use. So, I guess there were, like, what I assumed to be, like, public restrooms and like stuff
0: that was open right. at night mm-hmm. that you can like get get into yeah. but I feel like he's already showing his guilt because he's like already grasping at straws like oh this might be or she might be here yeah. she might be here and like why are you already thinking that way yeah you it's know, like, like
1: just say you don't know yeah just say if oh you well don't know, I, I mean, like
0: we went our separate ways and I don't know what happened after that yeah but I feel like if you're lying you automatically start Trying to... Trying to... And I know this from, like, personal experience. Obviously nothing this serious. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, if you're getting in trouble and you know you've done something wrong and you start trying to be like, oh, well, like, maybe they did this. Or, like, yeah. maybe, like, you just... Instead of just being like, oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you don't play it cool, you start, like, freaking out. And, and trying to tell. Like, yeah. It doesn't yeah. ever help. No. <laughs> so, um,
1: based on this, Deputy Maloney is, like... Crime probably happens. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's the one that like stabbed her to death, right? Which they don't know she's been stabbed at this point, but yeah. he's like, I don't know if he killed her, but like something happened, something suspicious. Yeah, so he like reads Aiden his right, so he like Miranda's, you know, mm-hmm. like you have the right, remind, bleh, <laughs> the right to remain silent, all that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Aiden is by himself at this point because he got basically they're riding around and he's like showing him like where okay, mm hmm. And so and this was like his parents consented to this. So okay. he's like riding around and Aiden invokes his rights and decides not to answer any more questions, which like obviously he sucks, but that was pretty smart on his part to yeah, know. At
0: 14, fourteen years old, I would not have known to do that. No,
1: I would not have known to shut mm-hmm. up. Especially if you're somebody that's capable of doing this. Like I'm pretty impressed that he was like, oh, I should probably shut up now.
0: Yeah. I so, would have never thought to do that at 14. Like, yeah. I didn't even know what Miranda rights were at 14.
1: Yeah. So, this doesn't last long, but he stops talking. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, they get back to... Basically, they picked him up from that North amenities mm-hmm. place. Um. So, Aiden gets back with his parents, and then his parents are like, you need a lawyer. So, they get him an attorney.
0: So, Which, I can't imagine... Being any of these parents in this situation. Yeah. But like, I really can't imagine like having a 14 year old son and being like, okay, he needs a lawyer. Yeah. You know, like, that has to be such a helpless feeling. It like, does. what the heck is going on?
1: And like, you got to know, I guess my thing is, and maybe not, I guess like the situation was like looking bad for him because he was like the last one that was with her. Yeah. So I can see why they got an attorney, but at the same time, you got to really think your kid did something. Mm -hmm. You know, to be like, you need an Mm -hmm. attorney. I don't know. Maybe not, but that's what I... My first thought was like, wow, you you know something
0: was off. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, at 3 o'clock...
1: in the afternoon, Corporal Justin Ackerman with the special victims unit tries to contact two of Tristan's friends, and their names are Samantha and Lena Creel. Mm-hmm. No one was home, so I guess they like got the father's phone number somehow. Yeah, they talked to him over the phone. His name was Jerry. Okay, Jerry told uh, the Corporal A- Ackerman. That Linda had called Trey earlier mm-hmm. and was told that Tristan and the other boy, Aiden, mm-hmm. snuck out in the middle of the night and they were hanging around the amenities center. Which, yeah, tricks out. Mm-hmm. Trey said that the two boys went home, meaning, I guess he meant him and Aiden. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. But he said that the two boys went home and Tristan was going to hang out with a
0: 22-year-old drug dealer named Carlo. Okay, so does this person ever like surface? This is a second time that somebody's mentioned that yeah, he to
1: from what I can tell unless he comes up in like the court case yeah, um I like there's never anything no yeah. um and so at three thirty at three twenty nine um Sergeant Christopher Alexander was able to get the pings for her cell phone, okay, um and so they began to forward those out via email so that people could like. Because, like, I guess it was all the places that her mm-hmm. cell phone had pinged. So, yeah. you had to look in, like, multiple. Right. And so, the last location it showed was a 2,500-meter radius of the Loop Nursery, which was at 4842 Racetrack Road. So, like a tree nursery. Like a... Right. Yeah. Um, so, the signal was the last known location, but it was, like, they called it, like, historical data. It was not, like, sending an active signal anymore. Yeah. Um. So th- while this is going on at 3:59, Deputy Hannon, which was the first guy mm-hmm. to come on the case or whatever, um, received a call. Received a call and text records from AT and T for her cell phone, but he couldn't open them because he had a technical issue. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. It happens to all of us. It does. So at 4:30, Deputy Hannon is able, like, he's on his computer now and he's yeah. trying to go through the stuff. But he gets an email from the sheriff's office, like, the communications coordinator. Mm -hmm. I guess... I don't know how they obtained this. I don't know if somebody sent it to them. It doesn't say. Um, But just, like, if you think Snapchat is safe and those messages really disappear, they don't. Mm -hmm. So, a photo attachment of a Snapchat message is sent to him. Okay. In it, Aiden is in the back of a patrol car taking a selfie holding up a peace sign but like using the reflective panel between the seats as a yeah. as a mirror so he's taking like a mirror selfie with in the, the cop car in the cop car while they're looking for her <gasps> yeah um and it says um the like little banner on the snapchat yeah I like the caption yeah it says hey guys has anyone seen tristan lately so, the message was sent to at least two people. Or it says forwarded to two people. Yeah. I don't really understand. Like, this makes me sound old. I don't use Snapchat that much.
0: No, I don't really use it a lot anymore either. So, but.
1: I know that there is a way to send Snapchats now where it's not like the message and it goes away. You can send it in like a chat. And so, it's like a... Does that make sense? Like yeah. It's and a like picture you, It's on the... Yeah. And you can still see it. or And yeah. you can save on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... So you know, that's what it was. Yeah, it was like okay. a. Kind of, it looked like, like it was in like a text thread, okay. kind of. And so it was sent to at least two people, and so there was like replies to it right. that said, um, "WTF, Aiden?" And then the other one
0: said, "You were with her. You know what happened to her." Oh gosh! So like it's a, like word has already gotten out like that quick. Yeah. Wow. So
1: Deputy Hannon calls the deputy that's with Aiden at the mm-hmm. like. um... The amenity center. Because I guess they're just, like, waiting there. I don't really know why, but that's where they were. Um, And he calls that deputy and it's like, hey, you need to take his phone for, like, evidence.
0: Which I'm sitting here thinking, like. Which they should have done to begin with. (laughs) They should have. But also, like, which I'm a grown adult. But I feel like even at 14, which times were different. I didn't even have. We didn't have smartphones when we were 14. No. Not yet. They were, like, just starting to come out. Yeah. But, like, let's say, like, one of my friends is missing I don't feel like my first instinct would be to get on Snapchat and do, like, a peace sign. Yeah. And now, if I was going to, like, contact people and be like, hey, have you seen Haley? I would, like, text it. Maybe yeah. I would text people. But I feel like the picture in the cop car is what is what is making me be like, what the heck yeah, is going like, on? And, you do not take this seriously
1: at yeah, all. That's like, kind of
0: what it seems like. Like, um, It almost has, like, a... And I could be totally wrong. This is just what, like, popped in my mind. It almost has, like, a bragging. yeah.
1: And like knowing knowing that he's the one that did it, like obviously is not a secret. Like he's the one that did it. He right. just got convicted. Mm-hmm. But like knowing now that he's the one that did it, it's like this is horrible. Yeah,
0: it makes you even more like ugh. Like it's just yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's
1: just disgusting. not a good look. It's yeah. not a good look at all. So that all happens around like th- like four thirty ish, and so by four fifty they've sent out the missing alert for Tristan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they basically go into like interviews. So they interview the family who basically just reiterates that like she's never snuck out, like she's not a bad kid, like yeah. she doesn't normally do stuff like this that
0: they yeah. know of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so like just because a kid sneaks out one time or even five times that yeah. doesn't mean they're a bad kid. No, kids do, kids do things like I mean, I have done things that my parents don't know about yeah we'll probably oh, yeah. never know about oh, like, yeah, it's just it doesn't mean i was a bad kid but like kids no. are gonna be kids you know so and like
1: i mean obviously as long as they're not like killing each
0: other yeah. which in
1: this case uh-huh but you,
0: you know, know when you're young but like normally, you think oh my gosh like i'm walking around with my friends or a boy at one in the morning this is so yeah. fun This is so cool yeah like, you like, don't you think you're cool you don't it's not think, like you're yeah and when you're with people your age, like, you're all 14, you don't think anything bad is no. going to happen. Like, that's not where your mind is. And most kids, I'm not going
1: to say all because recent experiences has made this non. <laughs> but most kids are not, like, walking around in the middle of the night, like, oh let's go tear up stuff or, yeah. like, rob people. They're just, like, kids. They think it's cool
0: to be together outside of their house, like, oh, we're going." No gone. supervision. Yeah. Like, like it's, yeah. it's a totally normal thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So
1: they're interviewed but the whole family's interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, detectives canvass the area of the Cloyster Drive mm-hmm. um for possible witnesses and security camera video, which they do get because yeah um they have it. And so at six PM, um another detective interviews somebody named Katrina Cox. It never says who she is. I okay. assume she is a friend of Tristan's. Doesn't yeah. give her age. Okay. It doesn't
0: say anything. She's gotta have some kind of importance, but yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Um, but she said that there was a video circulating on social media. Mm-hmm. I assume Snapchat. That seems to probably, be the common yeah. But it was of Trey encouraging a female named Lola to sneak out on May 8th. Lola said no, yeah. <laughs> she couldn't do that. Yeah. So then Trey calls Tristan and gets her to sneak out the same night. So that's kind of weird, but like, we yeah. don't know who Lola is. So, yeah. Um, then at 6.06, the sheriff's office gets the call from mm. Daniel Hart is the runner's name.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and he finds Tristan's body in the, it's like a retention pond mm-hmm.
0: in the nursery, okay. basically. So that was the, the nursery was the last place her mm-hmm. phone pinged. Okay.
1: Yeah. And it was like, I think like 20 feet from her. Oh gosh. Yeah. So she's pronounced dead at the scene at 6.15. Her body was found in a wooded area about 80 feet from the retention pond in Durban creek nursery mm-hmm. she was laying on her right side and her left leg was bent at a 90 degree angle and her left arm was bent at the elbow touching her chin so i am mean, like she had been like if you're on your it's like she was propped kind of mm-hmm. is what it sounded
0: like it's kind of weird i just keep thinking about her poor mother like I know. as if this and isn't bad, bad enough on any day it's mother's yeah. day and i also it breaks my heart too because like your kids are not supposed to die before you. No. You know, like, in a perfect world, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. I can't imagine that kind of pain. Like, I, I just can't imagine.
1: And it's like, I know it's like one of those things where it's an anniversary, if any time that mm-hmm. it happens, but then it's like on Mother's Day, too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's awful. Yeah. It'll never be the same. Yeah. So, she was wearing a black Victoria's Secret shirt mm-hmm. with the word pink on the front. Mm-hmm. So, in the video, it looked like it was a light-colored shirt night yeah. vision makes yeah. stuff look lighter mm-hmm. um and that she was wearing black nike sweatpants and a black and white and black and white slip-on bands okay so obviously the person walking back in the video mm-hmm. was the one that was taller mm-hmm. um because that was a person that had on the nike yeah.
0: shoes
1: um her hair was matted in blood and she had multiple sharp force wounds to her hands arms and neck and her back. Oh, gosh. Um, they found her phone. It was, like, a few feet from her, mm-hmm. a $20 bill, and a pink vape near her bod- her body. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, at 640, the Detective Thompson, which is just another... I guess they had, like, all these people working mm-hmm. on this case, um, went to Aiden's home with a warrant, and he was going to, like, secure it as a crime scene. Right. And nobody was home, which... At first when I read that I was like, Oh, they done fled. But no, he they literally were waiting still at at that amenity center. Um, and so he did go to the he secured that as a crime scene and then he went to Aiden's stepfather's cousin's house. Okay. (laughs) It's kinda hard to (laughs) um that was the address that was listed on Aiden's school record and it was the address that they used for purposes of him being able to go to school there. Gotcha. Which I guess he must have been zoned, like where they lived. It must have been zoned in a different place than yeah. where Tristan lived, even mm-hmm. though it was close. Yeah.
0: Which we see that a lot. Yeah. Like you could literally live right next door to somebody and that's just like where the cutoff line yeah. is. You know, so
1: So I guess they wanted him to be able to go to that school, so they used this yeah. person's address. Um, obviously he wasn't there. The cousin was like, Nah, he don't live here. None of literally none of his stuff is here. Mm-hmm. We just use the address. Yeah. Um and so, at eight o'clock, Deputy Harvey goes to the North Avenity Center, where Aiden and his parents were. And it says he transported him to the John Saint John's Sheriff's Office, mm-hmm. which is real strange because later it says that they like padded him down. So I don't I don't know where they did that I don't know if it was okay. at the police office yeah or yeah the sheriff's office or if it was at the amenities thing pretty sure it was at the amenities place because it'll make sense in a minute but yeah. I don't know why that's like messed up but uh-huh. anyways while they're at the sheriff's office Detective Holland interviews Doffus which is Trey
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and his father who is also named Doffus mm-hmm. um, at their home on. Telford Drive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Trey's father said he knew Aiden and Aiden's family, but he had never met Tristan before. So the timeline, this is where it gets kind of weird. So then it goes into details about them patting Aiden down for weapons, which I'm like, you didn't do that Like before. First. He's been in there all day. Well, he's been in your cop car riding around. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, But they decide to do it now, um, and they find a blue-handled folding... Knife.
0: Oh gosh!
1: The officer looks at it and he's like, "Nah, it looks fine," and hands
0: it to his father. So I feel like anything on him, you just take his evidence. Yeah, just
1: take it because you'd rather don't know, be safe than sorry. Yeah, like at this point, this girl is
0: dead and yeah. has been brutally stabbed. Uh uh-huh.
1: um, Maybe just take
0: the knife. Yeah. Like I said, I just feel like just be safe. Yeah. I, I mean, also don't understand how evidence works, so maybe I don't know. But I feel like you just take it to be safe. Yeah.
1: So, I guess he was like, oh, it should be covered in blood, so it's not the one. But you can, I don't know. Which
0: I get, but yeah, you could <laughs> you could wipe that off.
1: Yeah, you could. I mean, he was also, like, wet when he came home. hmm So, I mean, like, he could have jumped in the retention pond to get all the blood Honestly, off of Honestly, yeah. So, anyway, he hands it to the dad, and the dad puts, it, like, lays it on the bumper of his truck.
0: hmm
1: And he drives off and forgets about it.
0: So, where is it now?
1: It's just lost. Yeah, they couldn't find it. They oh, go back. He, he tells the officer, I mean, he cooperates, and he tells the officer, like, look, you did hand it to me. I laid it down. I don't know where it's at. They go back and look for it. They can't find it. Okay. Um. So, at 8.50, Aiden and his parents are put in an interview room, which has both audio and video, like, recording mm-hmm. going on in it. And his parents tell him, don't talk about the involvement, because they're still waiting on the attorney at this point. Right. And so, which is kind of a long time to wait on the Mm -hmm. attorney, but they're still waiting on him for some reason. And, um, that like he's, you're being recorded, like, don't, don't say anything incriminating basically. Um, so his parents, so right after this, his parents, Crystal and Jason start asking him questions Mm -hmm. while they're being recorded. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, um, this is an excerpt from the article on the First Coast News uh-huh. website because it's, like, the dialogue of them talking. So, I'm just going to, like, read what they said. Okay. So, it said that Crystal, and it's written, like, a kind of like a court document, mm-hmm. sort of. And so, it says, Crystal then advised Aiden, the girl, referring to Tristan, was found in their neighborhood down the main street, which I guess is, like, the, in front of... I guess that was, like, their main street in that area. Um, And so, Aiden asked, is she good? And Crystal responds, no, she's dead. That's why this is very important. It's all on you now. Which is like, okay. So, Aiden responds, how is that my problem?
0: Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, because you were the last one to see her. I feel like that's common sense.
1: Yeah. And so, Crystal and Jason both are like, you're the last one that was seen with her. Yeah. So... Um, so he also, they also tell him that the Snapchat he posted in the back of the police car was not
0: a good idea. hmm
1: Um, and that now he's receiving threats because of it. Well, duh. Yeah. I mean. Which
0: I feel like that's one of those times as a parent, you just like kind of want to smack your kid. And be like, you're, this yeah, is Yeah, why are you like, acting this way?
1: Yeah. You go from like, maybe I shouldn't say anything else to let me post a Snapchat. And yeah. <laughs>
0: which I feel like every parent has those moments where they just look at their kid and they're like, why are you the way that you are? Yeah. Um, but, like, now this is, like, a high-stakes situation. So, you're probably even more, like, please stop being just, the way that you are.
1: <laughs> just act like you have yeah, to act. Sex. normal. And so, Jason, his dad, asks him if he's got any, like, scrapes or, like, anything on him. Mm-hmm. And Aiden says, no, sir. Um, Then his dad asks him if he told the police anything different, which neither he nor Crystal knew. So, like, had they... Had he told the police anything
0: other than what he told them. Which I, like, I honestly feel bad for his parents. Because, like, they didn't do anything wrong. And they're sitting there trying to, like... I I can't imagine that helpless feeling of, like, you're trying to get this information out of your son in the back of your mind. Just hoping and praying that That he did not 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 do what you think he did. Yeah. I can't imagine that
1: feeling. Yeah. So... Aiden says he didn't tell them anything different yeah. than what he told his parents. And so, he explains, he told the police that Tristan probably got picked up by a drug dealer. Aiden also said that Tristan was not going to go home and was not going to find someone to stay with. Hmm. So, it doesn't... So, it's like his story's he's, Yeah, like he's a, starting to yeah.
0: conflict. Yeah.
1: So... Crystal continues to ask him, like, where Tristan went after Aiden left. And then Aiden was like, she probably kept walking. And then his dad's like, but you pushed her down. And then you kept walking. And then Jason, his dad, stops himself and is like, we probably shouldn't be talking about this in here.
0: So gosh. Again, I just can't imagine that helpless feeling being his parents either. Like, I'm sure they were in, like, a really... In a bad it is, state.
1: But then in the same breath, he goes... He literally asks him another question. Like, right after he says mm-hmm. that. He says, um... He says, you walked away. You came straight home. You didn't turn back around and see where she went. And Aiden shook his head no. So, then his dad says, where... What were you doing outside that late at night? And Aiden states that he was at Dolphus, which is Trey's house, uh-huh. hanging out. <clears throat> um... And then his dad asked, did you kiss or do anything with them? I don't know what with them means. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm sure he's insinuating Tristan, though, yeah. the girl.
1: And so Aiden says he kissed Tristan and then, and then denied doing anything further. Um, and so Jason, his dad, says, so your DNA is going to be on her. And Aiden doesn't respond. Um, and then his dad says, when you saw... We, we saw your shoes off on the camera. Why were your shoes off? And Aiden says, my feet were hurting and those shoes give me blisters.
0: Mm. Which, okay. Yeah, I mean, I have some shoes that do that. Yeah. I, I almost like, maybe I shouldn't, but I feel bad for the par- his parents and especially the dad because I almost feel like all the questions they're asking him it's like they're trying to get information out of him and like I almost like maybe it's just the way I'm thinking about it in my head I feel like there's a desperation there yeah like, like okay like there's like there's, tell me something that makes me sure you do yeah this. like there's a reason for these sketchy looking things and here like you know we'll talk about it and here's the reason kind of yeah. like the DNA thing it's like yeah. okay, well that's why your DNA would be right and I, I don't feel like it was like a um, despicable. No, way no. there. I, I feel like it was like as a parent, there was like some desperation there. Like, yeah. please give me some good news. Like, and like, no, one they probably shouldn't be talking about it. But it's like, okay, but please tell it's like me. Like, you, you can't help it. it. Yeah. Like, when you have that like anxious feeling, it's like, okay, just like tell me what I want to yeah. hear. Like, let's just hash you this can't out. Just sit quietly. Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. So his mom, the the uh, he asks or she asks him some more questions. So does his dad. Um, and then his dad pretty much ends up asking him if there's anything that they should be worried about. And Aiden says no. Okay. So, at 8.59, the police asked to collect DNA and photograph Aiden. So, like, you know how they photograph you for, yeah. like, um, defensive ones mm-hmm. and stuff? And his parents say, no, we're going to wait on the attorney. So, it doesn't go into detail what happens, like, between like 859 on the 9th mm-hmm. but that monday the 10th at 11:39 they officially arrest Aiden for the murder of Tristan Bailey and he's and then later they decide that he is going to be charged as an adult a 13 14 year, 14 old, year old wow going to be tried as an adult for second degree
0: murder goodness i yeah. guess and like there are times so that that's part one right mm-hmm. okay so we'll do part two next week yeah. but i feel like there are times where um i was actually listening to crime junkie today and there was a case where somebody was tried as an adult because of the severity of the mm-hmm. crime yeah. like even though that person was like under age two it was like because the crime was so severe they mm-hmm. discharge you as an adult because they're, like, this is, like, heinous.
1: Yeah. Like, and, the, like, obviously, I don't know all the details. I know how many times she was stabbed. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it was really brutal. Mm-hmm. So, like, because of the brutality of it, they decided to try him as an adult.
0: Which and, I agree with, honestly. I mean. Yeah.
1: And, like, I watched, like, clips, like, on TikTok of the trial. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't think he, like, pleads insanity or anything like that. But, like, he's, he's definitely got some problems.
0: Yeah, uh, there's definitely, like I said, I feel like, and, like, I have anger issues. Mm-hmm. Not extreme, but, you know, like, yeah. I feel myself sometimes get, like, angry about things that, like, maybe I shouldn't get that angry yeah. about. So, like, I understand what it feels like to be, like, just, like, feel rage, you yeah. Know? But, like, I feel like there's something off if you can hurt someone and hurt someone like to that. that extreme. Yeah. Like, because, like, at that point, you're stabbing and even, somebody and they're yeah, already dead. Yeah. Like, that's Probably. overkill. Yeah. Way overkill. Yeah. So, it's almost like there's something in your brain that, like, doesn't tell you, like, click yeah. off. Like, you know. And, like, so, evidently in
1: the, and I, like, we'll talk about it in the trial and part, but um, I know, like, at the end when the judge is, like, sentencing him, mm-hmm. the judge is, like, trying not to cry because he's, like, this, because evidently... I say she was dead for most of it. Evidently, like most of the like stab wounds mm-hmm. were on like her extremities, so, so that wouldn't have killed her. Yeah, I she, mean, like, she had to suffer through most of it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Gosh, that is awful.
1: Yeah, and so like and the judge 13. said, he had
0: like nightmares about this. I bet. I honestly because yeah, it's kids I bet. like it's kids. Her kids. killing other kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a teacher, it always like breaks my heart to hear cases like this too because like 13 years old that's really not that much older than the kids that I teach and I just can't I can't imagine like one of my little babies like going through something like that like that would eat away at me if that happened to one of them I mean, that's they're, they're like, the
1: age of, like, some of my youth kids, like... Yeah, and you so. just you
0: just think at that age, like, like we talked about earlier, even if they do, like, dumb stuff sometimes, or they sneak out, or whatever, yeah. like, there is still an innocence there, yeah. where they're like, oh, this is fun, I'm with my friends, like, nothing yeah. bad's gonna happen, like, there is that sense of innocence, and to know that that was just taken... Yeah. ...is very sad. Very. Um, and it just breaks my heart. I also, heard her poor mama...
1: I know. I can't imagine. Like, her mama sitting through the trial, like, I mean, I hadn't read all of, like, what's Mm -hmm. going on, but I know, like, her sister, um, one of the clips I saw where she sits in, like, silence and she has, like, a jar with little... Yes, you
0: showed me that. Yeah,
1: with, like, the stones and she drops them in one by one of, like, how many times she was stabbed and how long that would take yes honestly I
0: love that she did that I can't that took a lot of strength like props to her because that that is a strong girl to sit up there and do that yeah but um I there was a similar not a similar case but there was a case where like there was like a significant amount of time Mm -hmm. like I think I think it might have been like 15 minutes went by before this person called 911. Yeah. And so they literally, like, the person got up on the stand and sat there in silence for 15 yeah. minutes. Because it makes you realize, like, how long how that, long that is. really is. Or, like, yeah. like you said, how many times that really is. How long that yeah. really takes. And I do feel like if you're on a witness, like, if you're a um, juror, mm-hmm. it makes that's you very, think about it yeah. a little different. Yeah. Yeah. But that's very sad. Oh. Yeah. So we will do part two next week, so make sure you listen again next Thursday. Yep. Bye, guys.